You're listening to a very moody sports show with Daniel Moody and Zach Whittington. Brought to you by Moody and Sons Electric. For any intellectual needs, call Moody and Sons at 864-478-4328. That's 864-478-4328. I mean, the debauchery, the debauchery of football on Thanksgiving. You eat, you fall asleep, you wake up, you watch football. Man, Pats are good. Pats are the best team in the NFL again. That Mac Jones boy. I love how everyone's saying. We'll just wait till the pod. I mean, the pod source started rolling. Uh, uh well, uh, <laughs> we need a, we need a. Who didn't turn the, the recording line on? The Where's my on? recording Like That's fair. The studio, we... Listen, we upgrade the equipment. Some way you got to start upgrading the studio. Get a little sound light. Zion, return to full They're delaying practice. it more. Look, Delay. I feel the same as Kendrick Perkins. Out there. He's shaking my damn head. But uh, back to Mac Jones. I love how everyone's saying, I would have picked Mac Jones too. Now that the Patriots are 8-4. and four. Hindsight is 20-20. Wait. That apply? Yeah, twenty twenty. Hindsight's twenty twenty. That applies here. Yeah, but uh, of course you're gonna say that when you're talking about the most successful guy. People are hating on Trevor Lawrence. He's playing for Urban Meyer's Jaguars, where Urban's more worried about being in Ohio, bumping and grinding. It's crazy. Nobody really thought at the 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 mark in which we have six. It's crazy that we still have six weeks to go in the NFL season at this point. Yeah, my, but college is basically over. College is basically done. I mean, this week is you know. Big week. Big weekend. Big Big weekend. We'll get there. We got lots to talk about there. But it's crazy. Nobody thought Mac Jones was going to be your guy as the quarterback of this quarterback class. Justin Fields has looked okay in his time at the Bears, on and off, up and down. The Jags. Matt Nagy really is probably the problem there. There's obviously, he's probably out the door at the end of this season. They have not done well. And uh, so you wonder if maybe there's going to be like a Ryan Day coming for the optimization oh, wow. of your quarterback in Justin Field. Crazy thought. But anyways, uh, yeah, like Mac Jones being the quarterback. Trevor Lawrence, they, what, they're two wins this season, one win this season. Hey, it's more than the Lions. It's tough. But it's like, yeah, it's not great. Cardinals have looked fantastic, still looking good. I still trust the Rams a lot. How about the fall from greatness for Jared Goff? Starting a Super Bowl. Oh, 10 and 1 Lions. Oh, 11 and 1. Can't we just admit, though, that like that really came down to Todd Gurley sort of helped him? Todd Gurley, Super that Bowl? offensive line carried him to the Super Bowl. And by the time they got there, Todd Gurley was way too beat up. To be able to do anything for them and the so forth, they Todd lost. Life, way too beat up. He way too beat up. Where are you at, Todd? I do happened in Georgia. He ended up getting injured. Ended up having some issues of suspensions and stuff. When like his Heisman season was looking great after three games, the Jeff Fisher years, they just rode him and rode him, and then he got dinged up there, and then. He goes with the Rams, gets dinged up at the Jared Goff situation. It's tough. Man. Let me tell you the scariest thing I've ever seen in my life. So there's this is top five scariest moments as a Clemson fan. We're playing Georgia game day the second year. First year Taj Boyd won against Aaron Murray, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Right? Yep. So Close second, game. Yeah. Oh great game. Great game. I had a torn ACL. Isaac's dad drug me three miles away to a parking lot. He 
still <laughs> still apologizes to this day. He was like, "Cars right around the corner." <laughs> but, uh, right around the corner. <laughs> Apologizing. But, uh, but uh, back to the next year, Todd Gurley's going on his Heisman run, right? And oh, then, uh, but it's cold. I don't know if it's cold, but Todd Gurley had on a ninja mask, blacked out. He was on the bike on the sideline, just pedaling. That. And he can't. And, and they showed him on TV. They showed him on TV. Literally, we knew he was going to run back the next kick. Immediately goes in and runs back the kick. Like, there was nothing more inevitable in my life than Todd Gurley running back a kick on us. The first half, yeah, it started the second half. Oh, my. That He was literally in a ninja outfit on a bike. That was, see, this all different time. He The ninja outfit was the Auburn game that I'm year. Because it was, up. you were thinking, so Auburn game. The beginning game, of the year, Clemson played. Beginning of the year we played. He returned the kickoff at halftime, yeah. and we went up a touchdown on y'all. And then that's when, like, we started running the ball. Nick Chubb was sort of in display there. We didn't even know but Nick yeah, Chubb was you're, a problem. You're thinking about the Auburn game where we are all sitting at home watching the dogs play Auburn. Opening kickoff, Ty Gurley coming back from his tor- from, uh, torn ACL. His, it not, yes, his torn ACL. So I'm mixing No, up. false. No, he's coming back from his suspension because he had Two been suspended. Suspension. For signing autographs, and he oh, was wow. out for literally like eight games that season, wow. and then comes back against Auburn, returns the kickoff, and they call it back on a hold. I will never forget. They called it back on a hold. Just like leave so that maybe, man alone. Maybe I'm just mixing up my traumas here because he, he did, did tear, run one back yeah, on us. He did run y'all one back on y'all. He ran Nothing. one back on Auburn. They called it back right, on bullshit. Right. New list. <laughs> New list. Not my top five Clemson moments anymore. Get that out of there. Get out of here. Top cut five that, cut that, cut inevitable that. Inevitable moments in college football. Even though I got called out. So that's the whole category. I mean, Todd Gurley just had some crazy, crazy moments Dude. in college. Ninja outfit, intensity on a bike. Had the He had like a, a arm brace on too, I remember. That man was determined. Runs the kickback. Are you kidding? Large dude to be running back kicks, I will say, like. No. Large, large no guy. Todd the whole time. So, back to my question: Where are you at, Todd? Is he where you retired? At? I do believe Todd. I don't think he's. He, if he, if somebody wants to sign him, they will. He will be ready, I think. But at the same time, Todd Gurley not in the league at this point. It's crazy to me. Todd Gurley's not in the league. Maybe the insane to me, man. But I mean, Panthers got are gonna have to ride on Chuba Hubbard. They just yeah, put uh, uh, McCaffrey on McCaffrey. IR for the rest and of the season. Cam's arm is a. Uh... The fact that Cam Newton's back with him still is mind-boggling to me. First game was wild. The scream, the yell to the world that he's back was insane. Here's the thing. It's really bad, though, when you go, I'm back in the next few weeks have been rough. Okay, okay, okay. okay. (laughs) But don't call that second week rough. So, as Panther fans, even though a lot of us hated on Cam Newton when we drafted him, he had, I mean, he had, like, some issues in college, a little arrogant, whatever. He's a beast. Awesome. And then we went to the Super Bowl with him, and everybody started to like him. And then uh, falls out of the league, picked up by the Patriots. Just keep going. Rotate your mic. Oh, I have it backwards. Yeah, I just realized that, but it's fine. We'll re- we'll cut this part out. Cut it. Cut it. I'm stupid. Uh, but uh, <laughs> man, it's a good thing I talk loud. But it's a uh, Cam Newton, dude. The Green Lizard won that game. For the uh, Washington football team. 
The Panthers, that was a shootout the second week. Yes, we lost, killed all the momentum. But for a week <laughs> after yes, we lost. the initial win, Cam Newton invigorated interest into Panther fans everywhere because Sam Darnold's that bad that we're this hype about Cam Newton coming back injured. But then first week, a wave of emotion. Second week, it was down to the wire. Like Cam even got the ball back a couple times late in the fourth, just didn't make it happen. But it was literally a, a field goal game. But uh, what's his name? It's not it's not Taylor Heineke. I'm for Washington starting quarterback. Flacco, right? No, not no. Flacco. The Green Heine- Lizard is his nickname. Why do I know that better? Is it Heineke? Than- no, Heineke just got hurt at uh man, this is a huge omission by us. Uh it's not Taylor Heineke because he just got hurt for the Saints and is being replaced by Tyson Hill. No, it's Tyler Heineke. Is Taylor it Heineke. okay? Maybe I'm tripping. Okay. Yeah, Heineke good. the green lizard. Anyways, sorry, we didn't miss. We're too smart for our own good. Uh, he's he's got a little farve in him. So I can't really quote Gruden anymore, but he's got a little farve in him. I mean, the Panthers five and seven. They're they're still every other team in the division outside of Tampa Bay eight and three or five have five wins. Other two above them six losses. Y'all are five and seven. Panthers. I say y'all because I'm not exactly a Panthers yeah fan. Uh, well I'm not but, either anymore we lost but yeah but the Panthers five and seven I mean like you definitely they could play into the into us like potential wild card like you got San Francisco and the West obviously Cardinals Rams San Francisco six and five could probably is gonna probably be playoff team uh you got Green Bay nine and three you got I mean Minnesota Washington five and seven Philly five and seven I mean, Detroit's 0 and 10. Obviously, nowhere. Chicago 4 and 7's not into it. Seattle's 3 and 8. What's happened to Seattle? Well, it's happened to Seattle. Russell Wilson had a pin put in his finger. He's broken. On done. He's done. Is what's happened? Different person. Different quarterback. Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll dropping his phone out. He had a flip phone. Oh my God, that was the most wild thing. I I did not see this. I did not look it up on the internet. I just heard about it, but the thought that my that there's a man out there coaching football with a flip phone, he's flipping his phone out to call the GM. What is happening here? Come on. You see that as a negative. I see that as a positive. That man's a football man is what I He doesn't says. have time for screens. I ain't got time and, for and doohickeys. In Insta talk. He doesn't have time for all Thing of a bobs. <laughs> Get it out of here. The only thing an app means to him is a starter at Applebee's before the game, you know? But uh, I actually just activated a new flip phone for my grandmother. Really? It's made by, it's it's like a heavy-duty one, but it's a smart, it's a smart flip phone. Literally has all the apps in it. And I was like, this is intriguing. Are you going to get one? Don't get one. Hey, man, I'm due for an upgrade. We'll see what happens. But I was intrigued. Diving headfirst into old age. I, I was intrigued <laughs> by the Caterpillar Construction Company heavy duty smart Caterpillar phone. Construction. S22, <laughs> if you want to oh look it up. Oh my goodness, what is S22. <laughs> we might have uh, one live in studio next week. Uh, that's going to be the company phone. The smart flip phone. It has a company live phones. We got to have them. We could just do the whole pod on the walkie-talkie mode <laughs> back and forth. Over. Over and out is how we close out the show. Oh, man. AFC, Zach. 
The Pats are number one. Mac Jones. Eight and four. Eight and four. Like the days of old. Baltimore, eight and three. Tennessee, eight and four. What happened to the Chargers? They're now second place in their division behind Kansas City. Seven and four. They're coming back slowly. Seven and four. That's great. I mean, AFC is wild. AFC has been up and down. Pittsburgh is the bottom of the North, and they're five and five. Like, it's just very competitive across outside of the Jets, three and eight. Hey. The Jets have like four quarterbacks. <laughs> Houston's two and nine. Jags two and nine. Terrell. Urban Meyer has already addressed he is not leaving the NFL for a college college coaching job, no matter what opens up. Even if it's per se Zach, Notre Dame, maybe. <laughs> they already hired their new coach though. A new head coach. Isn't it Marcus Freeman? Yep. Defensive coordinator. Yep. Moved up. Brian Kelly. Cleared out the office, packed up the bags, sold the house, headed to LSU. I mean, dude, absolutely stunning move in my opinion. Was not prepared for that update when I came across my phone. But, man, big money in the bayou, apparently. Uh, I kind of forgot Brian Kelly was their coach. That he's been there so long at Notre Dame. Twelve you know? years, Notre Dame. That is, and the fact that he all-time winning as coach. He is the first LSU or Notre Dame coach to just leave mid-contract. Like every other coach has either been fired or retired. Yeah, and you imagine like looking at the last twelve years, he really turned them into, I wouldn't say a powerhouse, but a top 10, 15 team every year. Like. They'd fall out of the top 25, but then, like, next year, they may be, like, top 10 all year, you know? Like, and then uh, it's been consistent, especially with their movement into the ACC, like, partially, I guess, or whatever. It's kind of lame. Uh, but, I mean, I see Notre Dame taking a step back. That's not a slight on their new coach. It's probably just more credit to him as a coach going to LSU. And I think having Brian Kelly at LSU is going to be – I mean, a world of difference. People are clowning Ogeron like he was shouldn't even have been there, you know. So. I mean, don't doubt what Ed Ogeron did. Ed Ogeron was there, and he knew what his position was at LSU as the head coach. He was a motivator. He was in there to talk his guys up, keep the mood good where it was supposed to be. Hang out poolside. With hang out students. poolside. Not really. I'm telling you, like, and that was poolside stuff, hanging out, all the crazy stuff he was doing post-national championship for them to get to the mountaintop he knew that he was a motivator and he had joe brady running the offense he had uh he had um the defensive core he let he let them run the defense he was gay he was managing it as if it was a business and that was that was the way he did it and it worked but brian kelly i don't know if that's exactly how he's gonna do it um he, he's going to be an old school football coach. Old school football coach. I think it's going to. I think. I think. I don't know if it's going to work. I don't know how great they're going to be. Brian Kelly's going to have access to some of the best recruits. He's going to have best resources. He's going to have the most like absolute support from like the AD and the and every and like the so the boosters. So uh, there's going to be, he's going to be in a good position. 
But that being said, you're going into one of the tougher conferences, probably the toughest conference. And he's excited, I will say. And I, I respect him for wanting to challenge himself because, like, he definitely hit the pinnacle at Notre Dame of what he could hit. He had made he made the national championship in the BCS era. He lost that, and it was clear that that was a gap. He made the playoff twice with the new college football playoff system. And it, it showed on the field the gap that is between Notre Dame and all these other schools that don't have, uh, you know, certain requirements based on around academics, where Notre Dame does, and so there's a limitation on what Notre Dame is going to be. The last time the Notre Dame won a national championship was 1980. It was when Lou Holtz said, "Y'all have to let me recruit who I want to recruit," and for one year, they lifted some of the restrictions. They won a national championship, and then it went back to normal. So. Yeah, uh, and then really you got to respect that to be able to keep that team relevant. And then secondly, moving it to LSU, I think of Brian Kelly as probably the most prestigious counterpart to Nick Saban, at least in the Nick Saban era, because LSU strives to be the type of factory that, I mean, they put people in NFL, don't get me wrong, but success-wise is Alabama, which is, you know, the top of the food chain. And you think back to Les Miles, yeah, he had that one ring, but Nick has like four. And then you think the Ogeron versus Nick Saban, it's a no contest here. And now we're at Brian Kelly versus Nick Saban, which Brian Kelly has no like accomplishments, not even the one title like Les Miles, but Les Miles turned out to be like, I don't want to say a basket case, but something along the lines. Both him and Ed Ogeron left that that school not on the best of terms. Well, you didn't. Didn't Les Miles just have a scandal at Kansas? And get All, fired yeah, too? he also had a scandal at issues at, with Kansas. So, yeah. And, well, um, moreover, Kansas saw his scandal and issues at LSU as a reason to fire him for being a really bad coach overall. They were like two and six his second year, and they wanted out. Yeah, well. And they saw it as an opportunity overall. I guess all of eating that fake turf probably got to his brain or something. <laughs> Um, a lot of I, fertilizer on those fields. Well, I'm and sure. you you know, you, I like you noting that Brian Kelly being like comparative to Nick Saban in as far as that like, like a statue that type statue thing. stature of coach of coach because just like Nick Saban after the Ohio State 2014 playoff, they got blown out by Ohio State. And he realized he was going to have to change both how his defense was built with uh, more, you know, fast linebackers that ran sideline to sideline. And he realized his offense was going to have to start progressing forward and, you know, into more of a passing style offense where they're at today. Uh, Brian Kelly did the same thing. There was a point after that national, uh, after the Miami game, they went down to Miami and game day was there, and Miami blew them out, like blew their doors off. And Brian Kelly realized from there that he had to change his way of approaching his team, of approaching each individual player. He had to make more of an actual connection to his players, and after he made that change, you saw what happened with him making the playoff. And so, like, him and Nick Saban both being able to transition, even at that point in their career being able to transition their coaching styles transition what they do day to day 
impressive. So, another crazy hire, though, is a man who decided he did not want any of the SEC heat, Zach. And I think this is an absolute truth. I think this is real. I do not think Lincoln Riley wanted any of the SEC when he decided to leave OU and go to USC. I mean, yeah, USC's probably paying him a pretty penny, too. And, uh... I buying mean, him a house he seems like a young strapping lad with an exciting family what's the thought of you know moving to la and being millionaires it's probably not that hard to convince somebody living in oklahoma you know and uh he's kind of i mean he's had success at oklahoma he's never won the big game fizzled out had great players on offense and uh you know it's lincoln riley i'm not really afraid of oklahoma at any point i guess they're gonna score but we kind of know that they're not gonna be able to hang with the SEC type teams, including Clemson, go ACC. But uh, <laughs> you know, it's just a physical game, and like he plays one side of it. So maybe he gets a great defensive coordinator, and things go great out there in the Pac, 12. ten or twelve, whatever. How many teams are in it? It's Pac twelve. Yeah, Pac twelve. And uh, but I mean, I think I think that this is going to be they're going to USC is eventually going to maybe get back to what they were doing as far as like they're going to win the Pac-12 and stuff but like I don't think it's going to change if he makes the playoff and he runs up against a Bama or a Georgia or an LSU or a Clemson or an Ohio State it's probably going to end poorly do you like when I think of Pac-12, I literally think of the Big 12 because both of those conferences have no capability of playing defense you know outside of Oklahoma State this year, who suddenly has one of the best defenses in the country. Absolutely a stunner. Big 12 championship, Baylor-Oklahoma State Saturday. I really think Oklahoma State has a chance of making it in the playoffs. We'll see, man, because Notre Dame also has a chance. Notre Dame could... Notre Dame not playing, but if things fall right, when you got a bunch of teams with two losses and 11-1, Notre Dame's probably going to make the playoff. But, Cincinnati, if you go win in the AAC championship, you're in. Um, all this criticism we just gave Lincoln Riley about not winning the big game and knowing something's going to go wrong when they get to the playoff, couldn't we say the same thing about Notre Dame, though, under the Brian Kelly regime? Like, were they ever actually a threat? They got blown out in the championship. No, I but I also Brian Kelly was like, okay, well then I'm going to go to the SEC and I'm going to get the recruits and I'm going to go try to win a national championship there. Then he didn't go. Oh, that's too much. Because if you ask me, that is what it looks like to me to Lincoln Riley being. You're a like, coward. Just say yeah. it. Lincoln Riley <laughs> looks Just like a it. coward in my opinion because that man literally he's. It's not even that he was like he had to go take a job at the SEC. He literally was in the SEC in a couple years. That shit was done. Right. He was going to be getting the recruits and stuff, but he left. He was like, I don't want any of the heat. All right, so Lincoln Riley, if coward. you're listening, you're a coward for moving to L.A. and taking millions of dollars. Hashtag coward. But, uh, Although I'd take your house in a heartbeat. That, all, that thing's probably nice. With all this SEC talk, Dan, Let's talk about the SEC championship. This Saturday. is a big week. This is a big week for you. It is a massive week. It's not week. that big of a week because you're still going to get in the playoff. Yeah. But it's it's a big week for you. No, so I do think this game, even with like what looms after this game in the playoff, and as you said, the, the, the ticket is punched. Not worried about that. But 
they're still just as far as like this team, this this program, the program, whichever you prefer to say. It football is program. the football program. If you're a head coach, I don't know what it is. I'm it, not a head coach. So I'm I not. A, it's a program. program. It's a program. Um, the football for it's fan base. This is a horse that has got to be lifted. You got to get this horse off the back. This isn't the horse. Well, beating Alabama is the horse. It is a horse on our back. But you're going to have to play him again, probably. I don't think. If you beat them a Saturday in two days, if you beat them in two days, I do not think they make the playoff. Because for them to make the playoff, we have to beat them. If, If we beat them, for them to make the playoff, both Michigan... Oklahoma State, Cincinnati, all have to lose. All three of those have to lose. Because then I would put Cincinnati out with one loss. There's no way they're in with one loss. All right, so Georgia-Bama. Bama's been having trouble scoring. Georgia, number one defense, giving up 10 points a game. 6.6, right under a touchdown. Literally insane. The crazy stat. Georgia defense has given up 83 points of score, uh, 83 points this year total in the regular season. If you doubled that number, they still would be the number one in that category. Clemson in second place with 184. And by the way, everybody, everybody talk your crap about Clemson. Okay, nine and three. Okay, not the ACC championship, unfortunately. Will your rival out 30-0? Okay, but really did turn the season around after what people thought was going to be like 93 on a down year folks Clemson fans down were, year. thought the, the world was done we'll hop right back into Georgia oh you're good DJ this is the Clemson quarterback pretty sure he threw for like 10 or 11 touchdowns this year and 10 interceptions the Clemson quarterback did 10 and 10 this year we're used to 40 and Five, you know, Shipley's going to be a problem in a couple of like. Yeah, two, and shout out CJ Spiller going in the ring of honor for Clemson, new uh, running back coach. Shipley's good, but uh, you know, I don't put that much emphasis on the running back when you got running back by committee, really. And we have multiple hundred yard rushers. No problem. Our quarterback was so bad this year. No defending him. No defending him. Dude was a little injured. Couldn't move in the pocket. Uh, I mean, he turned it on a little bit towards the end of the year. Obviously, finished nine and three. I'm grateful to be where we are. But, bro, we could not score points all year. We could not get first downs all year. We went from Trevor Lawrence and Deshaun Watson and Taj Boyd, who Taj Boyd had ACC records before. Whoa, we have quarterbacks that can sling the ball. Even Kelly Bryant got to a playoff. You know? I was sitting there watching games wishing we had Kelly Bryant. (laughs) Wishing we had Kelly Bryant. Tough season. Although, great way to close it out. I mean, yeah. I mean, obviously... Totally happy. And get a bowl game. Probably going to go to the Gator Bowl or there's a couple options. I saw a projection where y'all are playing South Carolina in the Tax Slayer Bowl. Just play them again. <laughs> Just run that shit back. Why it not? It would literally be 50 to nothing. Run it back. Uh, there's an ACC think? champion. I think it's tough. Bro. I think it's tough. Play, tough to be a team 30 twice. to nothing at home. I would not want to play. I would not want to play the same team twice. I would be like, give but me a different But you beat that team, team 30-0 yep. at home. Yep. So let's apply it to Georgia-Bama. It, where's the game? It's in Atlanta. It's in Atlanta. Atlanta, so it's going to be a home game, basically, for fucking 
Georgia. I don't know how they did to see They them. split it down the middle pretty they, much, though. So. But Georgia fans they are going to buy tickets. up them tickets, bro. No, and, they uh, sell out the tickets. Half we'll see what happens. But if you beat them 30-0, to zero, obviously Bama's probably not going to get the bid. But if they beat you 30-0, to zero, <laughs> you think Bama's not going to be feeling good Oh, no, in Bama's the in. If Bama beats us, they're in. Oh, yeah. That's fact. That's fact. And then you got to blame again. I mean, dude, I'm terrified if I'm Georgia. I got but if they again. beat us the first time, I have more confidence in us beating them the second time. All right. This is the same, same thing happened the year we made the playoff 2016. And uh, it's because we played when we played Auburn on the road at Auburn, blew us out. And I, I then we were going to play them in the SEC championship. Everybody was picking Auburn because they were like, there's no way that Georgia's going to go out there. Auburn's on the tear. They beat Bama. They beat Georgia. Georgia can't go out there and compete. I was like, there's no way Auburn's going to beat us twice. They don't beat us two times in a row. That's just not going to happen. So, what would you want to happen less? Georgia beats Bama and loses in the national championship? Or or in the playoff, just in general? Bama's out, you're out, and you lose. So, y'all still messed up the objective, but you beat I'm... Bama. <laughs> or you lose to Bama, and then... I don't know how this equates, but I guess you would lose again in the national championship. I don't know. I, that what's what's worst case scenario to you? You were asking beating basically. Bama. Here, here you go. Here you go. Worst case scenario: beating Bama and then losing the national championship to Bama, or no? Okay, I messed up. Beating Bama and losing the national championship in general. What would hurt more? Or beating? Or losing to Bama and then losing to Bama twice, what would hurt more? Losing it to a team you 100% should have beaten, or losing it to Bama twice because they're low key the factory. Y'all I, are the oh, far ahead yeah, favorites. No, no. Right? Here's the problem. So I just don't. You just have the monkey on your back. I. It's it's selfish for me to say this. If for the team, if they, I hope you win. For the by te- the way. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Everybody on earth hopes we win outside of Bama fans, exactly. I would love to say. Although, I do understand people like don't like Georgia fans can be a little bit obnoxious, but also, I think you could talk to like 85% of our fans right now are people who are like, oh my God, we just mess things up all the time. Don't. People, dude, people have complimented me in the past like three weeks, and every time they do, I go, oh yeah, yeah it's fine. We can mess it up. We can mess it up. It's a holding breath moment. But I do think, that for the team themselves, I think this team wants to win a national championship. That is the goal. They're, they're now beating Bama is on the checklist, but at the same time, the end goal for this team is a national championship, and I don't doubt that at all. But my selfish reasons, I absolutely want to see this team beat Bama. And even if that means we beat Bama, get in the playoff, and go lose to Okie State in the second in the first in the playoffs, lose to Cincinnati in the national championship or something crazy, I'm fine. But dude, That's not gonna we have done this. I thought last year we were gonna go on the road and beat Bama. We were up on Bama twenty-four to like not like it's fourteen at halftime, and they came back and beat us by twenty. The year before, the two years before that, and they come out with Jalen Hurts because Tua's banged up and Jalen Hurts goes off. By the way, year before that, Jalen Hurts was not good enough to beat us in the national championship, so they brought in whoever Tua yeah. that nobody would ever seen. I'm so done with it. I'm done with this team 
beating us all the time. I'm tormented by them. I'm so done. I mean, Clemson had to go to the Natty and lose it. You know, it it you overcome it, and then, I mean, this is the, 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 that was it's recent. pretty big deal. Zach, that was recent. This can go back even farther to Aaron Murray throwing five yards rather than ten when we could have beat him and gone to the national championship. This goes back. This goes back to Nick Chubb and us getting blown out at home when we should have. We were ranked higher than Bama at that time. It's just ridiculous. I mean, they're I'm the so best. Tired of they're them. the best. It doesn't matter. My introduction to Nick Saban Gross. was like Dabo. One of Dabo's early years, we played Alabama in a, a Chick Fil A kickoff in the Georgia Dome, and they ran a fake kick return or something, and they just kicked our ass. And it was on live TV. Now, every time Bama would beat everybody us, saw it. Every time Bama <laughs> would beat us, it would be when it was a prime time game. And, uh, I mean, that happened even in the Natty. They it's ran, always a prime time. They game. ran an onside kick and a, a fake punt, and they beat us in the Natty to start with. We only beat them on the last play the second time. It took it took literally everything your team had, basically, I would say. And that was a great Bama team. And then the Trevor Lawrence year, we just kicked their ass because we had a great defense. And, uh, that, de- that defense smothered it. And, yeah, and, you, you guys and, have a great defense. So And you want to want – this is what I've been saying. And this Bryce is, Young doesn't look that good. So – Zach, except for that drive. So <laughs> that drive, epic, and that's great what, throw. And that's why Bryce Young is a Heisman winner. I believe that that man is a Heisman winning quarterback. But you know what else happened to Heisman winners against Georgia defenses? Go watch the Rose Bowl in 2016 against Baker Mayfield. Heisman players don't always do great because it's an individual award. It's not given out to the team. And football is an 11 man game where every person has to do their job. And you know who can't do his job? Bryce Young, when he has men in his face, grown men, because their line is not built to really hold up that much. Get out my face. Get out my face. Bryce Young's going to be saying, get out my face all day. This defense is going to be eating him up. I Zach, we both listened to Dan Lepetard. We've been talking about it. You, We saw the 2021 Spotify rap for you, mega fan. See it. Love it. But we were talking. They they've been talking on there, and I hear it on I hear it on like SEC uh, network. I hear it on regular sports, and I hear it anywhere you're listening to sports, and they're talking football, they're talking Bama, they're talking Georgia. They're gonna talk about how Georgia is just like a defensive team. The offense is suspect. You really can't trust this offense. I don't think they can score. Bama's gonna drop points on them. Look how good Bama's offense is. You want to know how teams have, when Bama struggled? Tell me how. They struggled against teams with good defensive lines. A&M beat them. They dude, pressured. Dude, what's, your, what's your boy's Bryce name Young. on defense? Defensive line. What's Jordan his name? Davis. Oh my god. Heisman potential. He has oh potential for being at the Heisman ceremonies. He's like a fast Dexter Lawrence. Um, it's and then the Arkansas game. Go look at the difference in the Georgia Arkansas game, the Bama Arkansas game. Arkansas could have beat Bama on the last play. We beat them thirty to zero. Yeah, y'all been beating everybody. We we hammered except teams. for us. Y'all y'all got us on a pick six and a field goal. Hey, and y'all had a great ass defense. Y'all have like the second or third best <laughs> we have, defense. We of have the, the we have the second best defense. Like that literally is my point. Is like y'all are good. You need people to win. Are like look at their offense against Clemson. I'm like look at Clemson's defense. Look at our offense against every other terrible defense. 
Guess how awful Bama's defense is. So break it down. They're for awful. Me. Break it down for me, Dan. Stetson call Bennett. Out, call out players. Call out positions. Call a game plan. How is Georgia going to be Bama this weekend in the SEC? It's going to play four o'clock game. It's four o'clock. It's going to be exactly how we've been doing it all year. We are going to run the ball. Yes. We are going to physically run the ball. We are going to throw to tight ends because their linebackers are terrible in coverage. Their linebackers heard the set. Linebackers give up ten yards per catch when they give up receptions. Brock Bowers is a freshman tight end who literally did not get a vote for the finalist as a Mackey Award winner. He is by far has stats that blow the winner out of the water. Like he, ha- I think he has ten touchdowns. I'm pretty sure he has like 800 reception yards. This man's a freak. Darnell Washington this year. This year, freshman tight end, freak. Of How nature. tall is he? Six eight? No, he's like six six seven. Oh, big difference. He's a little, Darnell Washington. He's large. Darnell Washington, near seven foot. Like, this dude's like 6'10", 6'9", 6'10". Massive. You have nobody. Bama has nobody to cover him. We're going to play the tight ends. Tight ends are going to be huge. We're going to run the ball. James Cook, watch for James Cook in the passing game. You run him out in a, in a, in a five-man wide formation. Stetson throws him out to him wide. He's got a linebacker on him. It's done. That's a touchdown. So uh, tell me this. Well, I'm gonna ask you this, Dan. How much how much Georgia football you think I've watched this year? I mean, I'm assuming you've watched maybe a couple games. Maybe yeah, a, a little bit. Game. A- answers a little bit. So who's calling the plays on Georgia? Todd Munkin is the play caller, hands down, no questions. Nobody else has influence. Kirby is not in there making suggestions. Todd Munkin calls these plays. Now, now this is the problem that I see with teams that should win games that don't win games, like Georgia versus. Uh, Bama, Clemson versus Bama, Clemson versus anybody back in the day. <laughs> you get in these big spots, and your play callers, they don't do what you just spent the time talking about. Running the ball, tight ends. If, if I'm Georgia, I don't throw the ball once. I'm, I'm literally smash-mouthing it, nope. smash-mouthing it, False. smash-mouthing it, play action maybe, yep. smash-mouthing it, smash-mouthing it, defense, give me a three and out, smash-mouthing it. We're at the second half by now. Like, literally run the clock out, score some touchdowns, kick some field goals, play defense. See, but Zach, Don't that's get fancy. Not, that's is not, is, is, is Monkey going to get fancy? He's, Are y'all going to come out gunsling and throw three straight passes on your first drive, three and out, Bama's going to go up 7-0? No, is that what's no, going to happen? That's not what's going to happen. But, Zach, if you think that the dogs can go out there and run the ball and win this game, that's false. Because that's exactly how we've run the offense in the past against Bama, and it never worked. You can't do that. If you get Bama, if you have a 20-point lead on Bama, don't try to stop scoring and run the ball. Keep scoring. Score you 65. You still want to score. Score 65 points on them, Zach. They will come back on you. Go ask Auburn what happens when you let them have a You're chance. You're better than Auburn. Stop. You're better I'm than Auburn. I'm done with it, dude. Todd Munkin's a Todd Munkin was at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He is an NFL play caller. He is going to come out there and call it like an NFL play caller. He's going to give Stetson Bennett the chance to play bad, throw the football. He's going to run the football. He's going to use his tight ends because he loves using his tight ends. And George Pickens is going to be healthy. Great. George Pickens is going to go off. People have forgotten. You forgot George Pickens is there. He hasn't played once. He had one catch against Georgia Tech this year. That's it. 
He's going to run two routes and need an oxygen break. Oh, no, no, no. He's going to be in perfect condition. I am so Uh, excited for the world to see that George Pickens is back. I'm excited for this defense. N'Kobe Dean has to be, is going to play lights out. I really do want to see, I think one of the biggest things that comes down to this game is can our cornerbacks, Darian Kendrick, Keely Ringo, can these guys hold up in some man-to-man situations because you're going to have to put them on islands a couple times. You're going to have to... Derek Mason of Auburn, defense coordinator, gave you the layout. Blitz, 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 throw blitz, bring it from everywhere, bring it from random places, pressure Bryce Young. Game plan. You heard it here. We probably shouldn't have talked about it. Bama's listening. Uh, They always listen. Nick Saban only gets play calls from me, I swear. (laughs) Only. Only. That's why Dan has this headset. He just, you know. Always talking. Flip that red button. Um, Zach, NBA, the Hornets. Oh, we're pretty good. We lost a dramatic one last night to the Bucks. Uh, Lamelo is for Lamelo 36, dude. That's so funny. He either drops a triple-double or drops 30 or, you know, he gets numbers no matter what. He's a good player. Got the jersey swap with Giannis. Oh, yeah. Respect. You know, that's cool. Giannis is just, you know, beefing his stats. But uh, Giannis is great, too. Hornets actually threw up a last-second buzz beater rimmed out. Miles Bridges, who also dunked on Giannis. So, I mean, it's going good for the boys. I wish we would have a couple more wins in the bag. We're sitting at, like, 14 and 9 or 10, something like that. The Suns didn't lose it all, all of November, so it really makes it hard for me to talk shit about Devin Booker. But Devin Booker <laughs> Still on it. tweeted. They just no, beat the Warriors. What? They, they beat the, beat the War- Warriors. Whatever. whatever. The Warriors Steph, are Steph really good. Steph had his worst night ever, so whatever. The Warriors are really and, good. And uh, Devin again. Booker tweeted, no loss November. Okay. Get complacent, bro. Get complacent, Get complacent. Bro. <laughs> Look at Chris Paul. They're he, eighteen and three. Get Chris, complacent. Chris Paul has been on three teams that have been on seventeen game win streaks. You know what Chris Paul has won? No titles. Just like you, Devin Booker. No titles. This win streak means nothing. Nothing. God, it really has been a while since we've talked crap about Devin. Oh, Booker. I'm you always fired up because he triggers me, dude. He triggers me. <laughs> that is that's my number one dislike player in NBA. Let me think of the other ones. Dan, take over while I think of two more players I dislike. I mean, dude, I'm looking at the East. Obviously, you're talking about your Hornets. The Hawks right right around there with the Boston Celtics. They all got like 13, 12 wins. I don't like New Grayson York Allen. Knicks. I don't like Grayson Allen. New York Knicks in the 10th spot. Uh, Julius Randle recently complaining about the refs not refing him fairly. Like a Shaq he's too situation. He's, he's too, too strong. strong. That's a big dude. I mean... He's a big dude. He's really good too. I've been really, I, I'm stunned that he's gotten that he's as good as he is now. I mean, um, he's he's got all three, three and D can that? shoot the ball, can post up. Stunning, stunning three teams that I'm looking at when I look at these. Top We're looking of the at East. you. I'm looking at the Washington Wizards in second. That's cool. The Hornets beat them last time out. I'm looking at the Chicago Bulls in fourth. We lost to them. By and then the Cleveland Cavaliers in sixth. We can beat what? Cleveland. Cleveland, dude, has three legit seven-footers. What's that happened? Bl- That's just completely different. Go score on three legit seven-footers. They'll it's block your shit. They'll block you. And then, I mean, Mobley's overperforming. He's one of the seven-footers. I mean, you got Darius Garland. Uh, yeah, Philadelphia's 11-11 in the 11th spot. 11-11-11. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah, well, that's what happens when you lose a max player to, you know, 
being tall and athletic and can't play basketball. They're missing Ben Simmons. Exactly. That's Bad breakup. I mean, I mean, he's still on the team, so he's going to come back. He hadn't come back yet. <laughs> they need him. Uh, the Lakers, 12-1. and one. Uh, LeBron, LeBron's been out. He just double from... negative, and now he's cleared, yeah. Even though I still don't know if that's really useful. Like, that team is so old. They're... Who do you think is going to get traded? Zach, what do you think about the, the, the LeBron scuffle with what's-his-name? I don't even Isaiah know. Isaiah Stewart. His... Isaiah Stewart. What was that, dude? That was ridiculous, LeBron. I mean, here's my thing, dude. I've played sports. I've played basketball. Basketball can get physical. Let's talk about this. I've played football. Football can get real physical. Lacrosse hurts, dude. Those sports hurt. So when you're playing basketball, which is a game that doesn't hurt, you're having fun out there. Everything's all jolly, you know? Everything's good. When somebody actually hits you in the sternum with an elbow or you catch one on the jaw, like, don't be be a dairy queen about it, dude. Just take... Bust a man's eye. I mean, dude, dude, it's, it's sharp elbow on sharp little point here, dude. It's easy to bleed, dude. Nah, bro. Isaiah Stewart said, bro, I am not here for you acting like you big hot stuff above all the rules. I'm not. I don't think LeBron did that, dude. You get hit. Like, it's unfortunate. Bro, that was not a natural. That was not like a natural. Yeah, he knew what he was doing. That video is so obvious he knew what he was doing. I think you're thinking a lot of LeBron if you think this man meant to throw an elbow to the eye. He did not mean to throw an elbow to the eye. He meant to throw an elbow to something. Of course he did, and it he hit did in a bad mean to spot, catch. bro. Yeah, he did not mean it's to make no, it bleed. It's but no like, reason. Bro, why do you think you could just do that? To like, walk halfway off the court and then try to sprint around like a child through the people holding you back. Like, come on now, bro. Come on, bro. I get it. You have a big ego and competitiveness. That's how you got to the league. But maybe that's why I never did, man. Not that competitive. Like, I'm competitive, but I'm not going to get mad at you. Like in a game at all, even if you're talking shit, bro. Bro, like, I don't see, care. Well, I just I'm I know not, I said bro a bunch there, I but I went full emotion of an athlete. I'm not <laughs> I'm not here for LeBron James thinking he can just swing his elbow and like. Doesn't Draymond kick people in the balls? Like, yes, like, I'm not here for it either. I mean, yeah, dude, it's just like we just hyperfixate on these things. LeBron's played 20 years, throws one elbow. <laughs> But see, that's the thing is that LeBron back in the day, if somebody had done that too, LeBron would have oh, he's reacted a flopper in the too, same bro. way. He's a flopper too, bro. But no, when it happens to LeBron and he's the superstar, he's like, well, I can do it. I can do no, it. No, that's not how it works, LeBron. Why do you think you're above the rules? Tom Brady think you're above the rules? No, he doesn't. He does what he's supposed to. You see all the heat he's getting for the China talk or something? I don't know yep. anything about the situation. I don't care. I go to sports for sports. Not for communism. Well, it comes down to Ennis Cantor is being is really Ennis Cantor freedom. Freedom is really he's he's out there. Uh, he's talking about all the issues out there, and I obviously don't know what's going on. As you said, I'm in sports for the sports, not for the communism, not for the communism, not for the political talk or anything of that nature. But LeBron James has put his voice out on the political issues that have happened around Chinese. Uh, politics and American relations with them and then he wanted to not talk about it and it's very funny that he just sort of picks and chooses his times to talk about it be an activist when you want to be an activist I guess on a lighter note there's a running trend so every once in a while LeBron will carry a book into the arena yeah and he's always and then like he'll make it a point 
and he'll do this like social activist book like books on racism and stuff but uh he'll go get a book and he'll come to the arena with the book and then after the game he'll make it a point to while he's getting interviewed to be reading the book he never finishes any of these books. He's always in like he's the first 10 pages, dude. He's always in the first couple pages reading any of these different books. And you can tell he never, I don't finish books either. LeBron, he just finds a quote to pull from. I have a like, bookshelf full of books I haven't read, but you know, the point was to read them. I'm not doing it, make it look fancy. I was like, oh, I went to a book sale. I'm <laughs> like against my will, kind of bought a box of books. I'm never going to read, you know, they're on a bookshelf now, but LeBron bring it. No, he's knowing what he's doing, bringing these books to the arena. He's aware. He knows. I mean, he's he like, knows everything he's he like, does. listen, I'm going to read the first 15 pages. We're going to pull a nice little quote out of there, something motivational, something that relates to, I can build a little media segment around it. Then we're going to throw that book to the, to the, to the, to the book. He's going to cash in. Read it it's again. just like, it's just like Taco Tuesday. We thought we were all having fun with LeBron on social media every Taco Tuesday. We thought he was just embarrassing the kids, you know. Screaming Taco Tuesday. We're having a good time. I like Taco Tuesday. I might even go get tacos because I know LeBron's going to have tacos. But then he tries to file a trademark on Taco Tuesday saying he created Taco Tuesday. I'm like, bro. Do you bro, think you're the first person this, who said Taco Tuesday? This whole time, Tuesday? you were just False. enjoying tacos with us. You were trying to make money in the LeBron's taco shop. Like, dude, this is why people don't like you. And then you speak out on China. This is why people don't like you. And you flop. And you're a flopper. I'm not here. For I it. like LeBron. Zach, I have a pair of LeBron shoes. Zach, but, you're, uh, you're, you're, which talking. were made by underpaid, like Asian children. But you know, let's not talk about that either, LeBron. Your <laughs> shoes. <laughs> but <laughs> sorry, go on. I don't mean to make light of the situation. It's no, very, no, very absolutely. I mean, but that is that is where the issues with LeBron James have been coming. But like you I said, look fast, you know, I'm not there. I'm not uh, in the sports realm watching sports. For the political But we're watching sports right now. I'm here to watch sports. We're here to watch women's college basketball on the Little background hoops. of the pod. College Man, I've gotten mad at a few calls here. Listen, college hoops has been a little wild lately. We had an upset of Duke, Ohio State. The ACC Big Ten matchups have been really good. Really good games. Georgia Tech uh, nearly beat Wisconsin. Uh, a little on the road uh, nearly beat them. Wisconsin. Uh, the Georgia Bulldogs had a big win over Memphis at home the other night. Uh, and yeah, I mean, college basketball, we're back into it. Uh, North Carolina played Michigan. I do believe North Carolina was able to pull out the win. Um, but good yeah. stuff. Coach K's last year, Coach man. K. Coach K's last year. We ain't got Roy Will in there anymore. It's very, it's going to look really different in a couple of years. Man, as far as coaches across, man, the I got board. sad about the coaches leaving, and then I remembered the triumph lost in the championship. Oh yeah, dang it, that's sad. Forgot we we have not been on the podcast. It's been a while since we've been on the podcast. Two two o two two o three o. Listen, oh, wow. I'm gonna state right now, should be two one, and we all know it, Omaha union fans i just hope to god y'all are confident enough and willing enough and nice enough to admit it challenging the competency you saw listen if you watch the game you saw in the last like three minutes that we shot the ball from in the box it crossed over the line and the goalie huddled around the ball inside the goal picked it up and they did not call it a goal it was very obvious from the broadcast 
if you can see it on a broadcast for USL League One on TV, then you can see it in stadium. And I absolutely believe that they would not have scored their third goal. <coughs> if we had scored that, if they had given us that goal, I don't think it would have been 2-1. They would have still won. So you're saying but, a little 2-0, worst lead in soccer. We actually scored the first, and we were about to complete the comeback. We could have. I'm just saying. So you're saying it was, it's all if rigged. You, if you go, if you pull up the film on that game, you will see it, and I promise it is there. That ball was over the line. I would put my left kidney on it. Wow. Speaking of, coffee's good for your kidneys. Coffee good for the kidneys? Zach, in the past few weeks since we have not potted, potted is... Pod. Poded. Poded. <laughs> I we've not poded. finally no longer am just driving around a truck. I'm a truck guy. Oh, wow. I transported somebody's mattress Mm. from the store to the home. Yes. And then transported the old mattress from the home to the dump. I have successfully become and transitioned into a full truck person. Dude, you just brought a tear to my eye. (laughs) One of the best feelings in the world, hard day's work, driving your truck to the dump. Dropping all the trash off you need. Get it it's usually out. a little bit of a drive there. You got to go. Oh. It's kind of. It's off in the it's like It's like rural. It's, you'll, you'll drive to some houses, down some roads you haven't been around. That's the CISA complex. You get to the dump, any dump, and you can, you can tell you're getting close because, you know, it smells. And <laughs> then you also see the opening. It's usually a bigger road. It's got all the government kept lawn and stuff. Dude, man, I've taken like three different trucks to the dump now. So. Hey. Good. good it was, it was. I actually good. took some bags of trash to the dump today in my nice. truck. See, it was, it was fun. It was a good experience. It made me feel. I was like, I finally used the truck for a truck purpose. Overall, it brings a it brings a smile to my face, Dan. You're one of my only friends with a truck. I've enjoyed it a lot. We are like in the south, it. and we have a group of guy friends. That's probably like 10, 10 deep. Our crew. Me, you, the only true trucks. I know Lane Lane's got the, it's the Explorer Sport Tack. Dan, I'm gonna let you in on a secret. Now you're a truck guy. It's not a truck. Doesn't count as a truck. It's like a ridge line driving around. And here's the bike. thing. Here's the thing. You're gonna notice this too. A lot of people without trucks, aka pickup trucks, will call their SUV That's my true. truck. Yeah. And you'll see it anytime someone says it. I stop in my tracks like I see a ghost. I'm like. What'd you say? There's a three-letter term for what you drive. It's an SUV. It's not a truck. truck. I don't care how much construction work you do all the back of your Chevy Suburban. (laughs) It's not a truck. How many tools are stored in there? I don't care how much sawdust and how many circular saws are in the back of your Chevy Suburban. It's not a truck. The Tahoe. It's not a truck. Doesn't qualify. It's an SUV. Cut the back off of it. I don't care. It's still an SUV. It may be an SUV slash truck, but I'd rather you say that than say truck. Because at best, it's an SUV slash truck. Tell you, man, those Honda Ridgelines, if you drive like, it's not a truck you would buy, but that's more of a truck than the Sport Tack. I hate to tell you, Lane. (laughs) (laughs) Straight to it. I mean, it's it's a ranking system. (laughs) You know, it's like, it's not, I didn't make it. The, the redneck country boy pickup truck drivers, <laughs> We are not responsible for the labelings of your truck. We're just truck guys, Dan. We're just telling you what it is. <laughs> We're just truck guys. It's As the, the people who own trucks. It is Dodge Country. 
even though you it's got god's the, country it's dodge country it's it's, it's it, dude, dodge the father he rammed the daughter am i right <laughs> am i right all right listen man podcast 96 96 i don't know any 96 is off I, the dude dome. because i already decided this is the todd Gurley georgia podcast todd Gurley georgia podcast because we are getting the horse the elephant whatever animal ninja todd Gurley. <laughs> Let me get a go, dogs. Come on, man. By the way, the dogs. By the way, MLB lockout. The Bravos signed Freddie Freeman. Do it, do it, do it. Oh, I thought you said they did. They need to. You were telling them to. Got the gear. Finally got. I bought a. I bought a World Series shirt. Good Black Friday. Well, World Series above that A. Oh yeah. Prime. Me and and Raymond (laughs) keep going back and forth about Freddie going to the Yankees. I need to text Raymond. I need to text Raymond and just be like, "Let's go Braves." I drunk Facetime Raymond. Shout out Raymond. I think Freddie's going to go to the Yankees, everybody. All right, score predictions. Georgia-Bama. You go first. Uh, I, I'm, I'm no, not, you go first. I'm not in this. <laughs> you go first. You got it first. Uh, Who are you picking? I'm going to pick Georgia. Uh, give me a 24-13. See, I was thinking 35-17. With Bama scoring 17, the, seven, the last touchdown. Garbage time. I thought Clemson was going to be Wake Forest 27-24. Hey. They beat their boots. Y'all looked really good that game. Y'all that looked good. game. Y'all looked good the back half of the season. Like, the back half of the season, y'all bro, were rolling. Bro, for five years, I didn't have to watch. The Still think games. South Carolina has themselves a coach. So, we'll say that. Oh, yeah, Even Shane though Beamer. Shane Beamer. You Losing got yourself 30-0 coach. to us in the also, last Also, you got the bowl game, man. You get an extra game, guys. It's bowl season. Go bowling. Don't really, because nobody likes bowling. I like honest. bowling. That's all right. I, I was looking at bowling balls. It's just... just the Big Lebowski will really get you in the ball. Big Lebowski, I love that movie. Go watch The Big Lebowski. We're right. out of here. No one, no one doesn't want to go bowling after that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to A Very Moody Sports Show with Daniel Moody and Zach Whittington. Stay tuned next week for more hot takes and good predictions. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and follow on Apple iTunes and Spotify, A Very Moody Sports Show. And also on social media, Moody Sports Page. That's M-O-O-D-Y Sports Page, all one word, on social media. And check out our website, MoodySportsPage.com. See you next week, guys.